0: This is an entertainment podcast, and the research we do may come from semi-unreliable sources. Welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast. It's the podcast where two stubborn friends prove each other
1: wrong. Each week, one of us will be the researcher, and one of us will be the guesser. I'm Rachel Teichman, and this is Paige Dempster. Hello! And today, we're going to talk about allergies and cattails. I'll be your guesser today, and Paige will be the researcher. Let's get rebutted.
0: Hello? 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 I I think I might be on the wrong Zoom call. How are you doing today? I'm
1: having a great day. How about you?
0: (laughs) I felt the sarcasm in that. (laughs) Rachel's had a very taxing week. Yeah. Yeah. But it's okay, because I had a taxing week last week, so it's time to pass on the torch. Speaking of torches, how is your shoveling going? Oh, it is awful. My back hurts all sorts of ways, and my body's making all sorts of noises. Oof. Earlier, I was doing research for the episode, and it suddenly felt like there was a hot knife in my shoulder. I was like, that's not supposed to happen. That is not a good time. No, but then it went away after like two minutes, so I have to oh. keep an eye on that. Yeah, good. Keep an eye on that. Baby's not going to shovel anymore, though. That's going to be left for my brother. Anyway, we're going to talk about allergies. Okay. Do you have any allergies? <laughs> Do I have any allergies? <laughs> I know this, but it's for everyone else.
1: I have plenty of allergies. Like what? Uh, well, for example, I'm allergic to Metal. Yeah. Um, so when metal touches my skin, I get rashes. Do you know like what specific kinds of metal? Um, A bunch, but like a really common one that causes the most outbreaks for me is nickel.
0: Ooh, yeah. Nickel's in a lot of stuff. I'm also allergic to silver. Really? Really. Wow. Yeah. All right. I'm
1: also allergic to steroids. Like that's the only allergy I know of that could like potentially kill me. That's a dangerous one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm also allergic to most like soaps, like anything, anything meant for the skin, I probably can't handle. So that includes makeup as well. I'm allergic to most makeup.
0: What is it in like the soap and makeup that you're allergic to? Sometimes it's fragrances.
1: Sometimes it's like anything else. I don't know. Huh.
0: Very strange. I'm not really allergic to anything. I've been hashtag blessed since birth to like not have any serious allergies. I get like very very mild pollen allergies usually in June and October, but other than that, I'm perfectly fine most of the time. You're very lucky. I, I never. Am.
1: I do get seasonal allergies now, and I never used to. Um, yeah. I, it wasn't until I moved to South Carolina that I started getting seasonal allergies.
0: I didn't start getting seasonal allergies until I was 13. It was wow. very strange. Well, would you do me the pleasure of telling me what an allergen is?
1: An allergen is any type of substance that gets into the body and the body recognizes it as like something that shouldn't be there, and so like your immune system gives you a response whether it's appropriate or not because it senses danger even if there isn't danger
0: yeah that's exactly right uh what causes allergies like any kind of allergy yeah it's the same thing that happens every time yeah
1: like your body's immune system senses a danger and it's like "Uh uh-oh danger let's uh work to get rid of that so it so your body releases histamines
0: Yes, an allergic reaction happens and your immune system finds a foreign substance in your body. Maybe it's pet hair, maybe it's pollen, maybe it's peanut juice, doesn't matter. And your immune system is like, whoa, this isn't supposed to be here, even though it's like kind of okay if it's there. And it sends the antibody squad to kill it, and that causes the allergic reaction.
1: Yeah, I had an immune response this past weekend when I got my second COVID
0: vaccine. Yeah. Fun stuff. Fun really stuff. fun stuff. Indeed. Can you give some examples of like what an allergic reaction may look like?
1: Well, it can look like a few different things. So if it's something that just touches your skin, um, you might have a rash. It might, there might be bumps. It might itch. Uh, if you let's say you're allergic to peanuts like deathly allergic to peanuts you eat them and then your body is like oh hell no and then like your throat (laughs) swells up um what other allergic reactions are there oh you might uh like things like pollen your eyes might get itchy and your nose might run so those are some oh and one more if you um, if you eat something that you're not deathly allergic to, um, you might get like a stomach ache or diarrhea.
0: Yeah, um, it's mostly just like you said, stuff you would seem to get like if you had a cold, for example, or like mild stomach virus, hives, bumps, itchies. And the throat closing thing is anaphylactic shock, which is what you want to not happen.
1: Yeah. And every time you expose yourself to something you're allergic to, you're one step closer to that.
0: Oh, yeah. If you have bad allergies, I encourage you to be careful. How many different allergens are there, and can you name them? I feel like there's so many. There's probably not as many as you think, okay. but just rattle off as many as you can.
1: So just like common things that people are allergic to? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, pet dander, mm-hmm. various foods like what? Uh, peanuts is pretty common in our generation, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, bananas,
0: yeah, that's actually one.
1: Um, apples, mm-hmm. gluten
0: oh is no that, that's not an allergy Is I it? don't know I don't think so I think that might just be celiac disease
1: yeah I think that's actually not an allergy yeah I think that well it might
0: do I have to open the wikipedia page and double check nah okay because I know spoiler alert corn is an allergen
1: yes I yeah I
0: know someone allergic to corn yeah I'm, I met someone the other day that was allergic to bananas
1: yeah and there are people who are allergic to soy and that's a big deal that must suck. Yeah. Cause soy is in soy and oh, corn are in yeah, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs>
0: everywhere.
1: Which is gonna be a different episode.
0: Probably, yeah.
1: Um, other allergens. Um well, pollen. Yep. Yeah. Um, bad neighbors, um, annoying co-workers. Uh-huh. And people who don't wear masks.
0: Yeah, those people make you sneeze and cough, yeah. mostly because they have COVID. <laughs> um, you got that. That is definitely a lot of them. According to Wikipedia, there are 54 different allergens out there, and some of the more interesting ones that I found are water, celery, gold, and semen.
1: Yeah, did you know some people can be allergic to their own sweat and the sweat of others? That sounds horrible yes (laughs) how do they how do they live not easily oh there's there's people who can be allergic to sunlight
0: yeah it's really wild (laughs) the things people can be allergic to the sun thing actually falls into like the same weird category as water does where it does like special things to your skin that's not necessarily like redness but like i don't know what determines the severity of allergies. I would say the
1: amount of the allergen that you're exposed to and how many times you've been exposed
0: to it. That's part of it. The other part of it is location. So basically, the more of a specific type of white blood cell there are in the area of exposure, the worse the reaction is going to be. Interesting. Yeah. So like, for example, I don't know if you've ever gotten like an allergy test done. Yeah, I have. But when they do, did they do it on like the skin for you?
1: Yes. And I have a problem with that. Why? Because I otherwise have very sensitive skin regardless. Mm. And so I feel like when I got that test done, I had some false positives. I think some of it was accurate, but it was mm. basically coming back saying that I'm allergic to everything. And <laughs> I just don't think that's the case because there were certain areas that like had a visibly worse reaction like significantly worse compared to some of the others where but there was none that had zero redness
0: okay well there's good reasoning for it to be on the skin though instead of like somewhere else Mm -hmm. it's because the specific type of white blood cell no matter how severely allergic you are to something if you eat it the reaction will always be less severe on the skin because there's less of that specific type of white blood cell. If you say like inhale an allergen, say you're allergic to peanuts and you inhale, you just take a huff of peanut dust because the allergen is in your lungs and the way your blood flow works, there's more like veins connected to your lungs than your skin. Your, the white blood cells are going to be able to get there way faster and with, like, way more calvary, you know what I mean?
1: One of my favorite animes is Cells at Work. I have been meaning to
0: watch Cells at Work.
1: Is it good? I love it. Do you? Okay. I do, and we can do a watch party if you want. Um, <laughs> I... I don't know if you are going to love it because you are more invested in quality anime than I am.
0: Is this, are you saying this is not a quality anime? That's not what I'm
1: saying. What I'm saying is you've just been exposed to like more anime. And like you have a better sense of what's great and what's not. But I happen to really like Cells at Work because it's a genre that I enjoy where I'm not typically into the classical fantasy action.
0: I watched the trailer for Cells at Work and I thought it was really interesting. So I think I would like it if I just like took the time to sit down and watch it, you know? Let's watch it. It's going to be like how I refused to watch Frozen for like 10 years. <laughs> why why is I it gonna be know, like frozen it's just, a good anime i don't know i just put off watching things like i meant i've been meaning to watch one punch man too oh yeah <laughs> it's like i've been putting it off i've seen but like a couple episodes of that i really i saw like an animation sequence of it that was just like absolutely beautiful and how i'm such a like a nerd for animation that made me want to watch it mm not necessarily interested in the story, but I'd need to see them one frame fight scenes. You know what I mean,
1: I know what you mean. One time in college, I was at a party, and um the host made us watch um
0: what's that one anime with the high school? There's a lot of them. We're gonna have to be more specific, <laughs>
1: yeah, but it's like it's like there's like a queer
0: character and like. Or on high school host club. Yeah, not necessarily. Uh, it's, maybe she's maybe. We're pretty know. sure.
1: Probably, <laughs> definitely a queer icon in that circle. That I, I haven't was in. watched.
0: I haven't watched it in such a long time, so it's like I don't even know how to explain it. It's like good. I liked it. It was a very similar
1: experience, except a better experience, um, to remember that time. I'm not going to name drop here, but like that time that we were at that one friend's house and we had to watch a lot of Doctor Who and Supernatural.
0: Yes, I absolutely remember.
1: It felt a lot like that, except like, except it was a better experience. That's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so
0: it's the blood thing. And then, like you said, with histamine, how much- histamine your specific body produces um, and how much prior exposure you've had to the allergen also affect how your body reacts. Is it possible to die from pollen allergies?
1: I don't see why not. Like if you have an anaphylactic shock response to something specific.
0: Well, you can't exactly die from the allergies themselves. But there was a study done that found that, like, a high pollen count day um, increases the risk of dying of heart disease. Oh. Yeah, in people who are already allergic to pollen. That was, like, only one study, though, so I don't know the merit behind it. But if you're curious about it, the link is in the resource section. Is it possible to die from pet dander allergies?
1: Um, well, based on the last response, I'm not so sure, but I'm going to say yes.
0: Yeah, you can actually die from pet dander allergies. And it's not even necessarily the dander. It could be like the saliva or something, too. Yeah. You can go into anaphylactic shock if your allergies are severe enough and you're exposed to enough. And for people with asthma, pet dander can also cause an extreme asthma attack.
1: Yeah, and uh, bee stings aren't so great either. Nope.
0: Fun facts: uh, cat allergies are twice as common as dog allergies. Wow. Yeah, fascinating. The forbidden friend. The forbidden feline friend. <laughs> I wonder. Do you think that like being allergic to cats makes you also like allergic to lines and stuff? Mm, probably. You think so? Maybe. I don't know, because they're different species.
1: They are, but I get the sense that if you're allergic to one type of animal, you're probably allergic to some others. Maybe. Like that skin test told me that I'm allergic to horses. Now, (laughs) I don't think that's true, because this was in the era where I was going horseback riding every summer for a week. And I never had such a bad response to that.
0: That's such a white girl thing to do.
1: Well, I mean, it was only for like a few days at a time. And it was at like a budget dude ranch. So before you make your judgments, this was like not a fancy horseback riding event. No,
0: I know. It's just the way I like, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's just the way that you worded it. It
1: Yeah, I felt it as I was saying it. And I'm like, there's no redemption here.
0: We used to go horseback riding every summer and play polo
1: uh no we didn't play polo but we did play a lot of eight ball pool oh hell
0: yeah yeah Mm, true or false being more exposed to dirt and germs as a child helps build resistance to allergies true do you think your parents believed it too um
1: even if they didn't believe it i still went outside and played in dirt anyway Do you think your mom
0: rolled her pregnant tummy in dirt to keep you safe?
1: I don't think she did that, and I don't think that's how that works.
0: Oh. Well, yeah, it's probably true. And this is called the hygiene hypothesis. A bunch of studies were done that found that kids who grew up on farms surrounded by animals and dirt have a lower chance to contract allergies and asthma. And this is supposedly because of a certain bacteria in the soil which encourages your immune system to fight actual threats instead of non-threats like allergens.
1: Yeah, and this is similar as to like why there's an entire generation of people deathly allergic to peanuts. And it's because they said not to give peanuts to children until they're like five, but it turns out that's what causes the allergy. And so now they say give peanut butter to babies. Whoops. Yeah.
0: What does an EpiPen do?
1: And EpiPen uh, releases a whole bunch of, like, endorphins and some other things, and it can make your, it it also works in some sense as, like, an anti-inflammatory, I guess, because it also stops you from, like, swelling. It can make your throat stop closing.
0: Um, pretty much. The drug in it is called epinephrine. yeah. That's like the main ingredient and it constricts your blood vessels, which increases your blood pressure and that decreases the swelling that would have been caused by an anaphylactic shock and it lets you breathe again and your airway and your lungs relax. It's only like a quick fix though. Yeah, You can't can't just take an EpiPen and be okay.
1: Yeah, if you take an EpiPen, you're still supposed to go to the emergency room.
0: Yeah. Did you remember? I don't know if this was a kid at our school, but he was like deathly allergic to peanuts, and but he really wanted to try like Reese's cups, so he was just like, "Screw it!" And like he ate a Reese's cup and it like shot himself with an epipen. <laughs> I've
1: I don't remember this specific case, but I I've heard of things like this. And then apparently
0: at the hospital when he was asked if it was worth it, he said yes.
1: (laughs) I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm really
0: not mad. just stuff that kids do.
1: Yeah, that sounds like something that I might have done.
0: Yeah, and this actually brings me to my next point. Sometimes I wish I was allergic to something like peanuts so I could just experience the magic of an EpiPen, because I've heard that it feels amazing. See, I've heard the opposite. I've heard that it feels terrible. Really? Well, because, like, I imagine, of course, it's got to, like, get into your body. I imagine, like, the initial shot probably hurts a lot.
1: But I've heard that, like, once it's in your body, it just makes you, like,
0: I've heard it's very uncomfortable. No, I've heard the opposite. I've heard it's, like, not euphoric, but it's just, like, amazing so I guess that's the difference
1: between people who enjoy stimulants and people who enjoy downers perhaps yeah I bet it's very similar to like just personal preference in drugs in general
0: viewers or listeners actually if you have ever been shot with an EpiPen please tell us how it feels I am almost morbidly curious me too but I also never want to be in the experience where I have to experience an EpiPen well, cause like, I imagine if you're in anaphylactic shop, right? Yeah. Like getting shot with an EpiPen probably isn't that bad compared to suffocating, you know?
1: Well, yeah, but I'm just saying that I don't want to be in the experience where I might die in that way.
0: Oh, absolutely not. Maybe if I could just do like an EpiPen simulator or something once technology gets that far.
1: Maybe an EpiPen simulator is just called cocaine.
0: Maybe I need to go get myself some EpiPen simulator later tonight.
1: Or, like, meth.
0: Or, like, ketamine. Yeah. Call back to our tranquilizer dart episode. Yeah. Can you cure allergies? Yeah. Time to get rebutted. Okay. It feels like you should be able to, right, though? Like, I initially thought that you could, too. Well, because people, like, outgrow it sometimes. Yeah. And to be honest, I still, even after all my research, I'm still not entirely sure how that works. Okay. But in my mind, I figure it might work like a vaccine almost. Like you just put like a teeny tiny bit of it in your body and be like, hey, don't attack this. And your immune cells like, okay, cool. And then it doesn't, but that's not how it works apparently. And that could probably kill you if you have an allergy. Allergies could be mitigated with like medications and other preventative measures. And if you're wondering about those, WebMD actually had some good sources about it. Exciting. Exciting. It's time for a word from our sponsors.
1: Do you want to experience the thrill of an EpiPen, but you don't want to experience the life-threatening results of consuming a life-threatening allergy? Then you need the PepiPen. It looks just like an EpiPen, but you can take it recreationally. Simply shoot it up, wait a few minutes, and then, like the three-course meal gum from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, first you'll experience your throat closing, then you'll experience a sense of panic because you can't breathe, and then finally, your throat will open back up and you'll feel high. The Peppy Pen. Not legal in all 50 states.
0: Welcome back. Hey, did you get your Peppy Pen? I did, and it's everything I could have hoped for. I hope it's legal where you're at. I checked, and it is legal in New Jersey if you use it after 5 p.m. Got it. Yeah. Do you know what
1: time it is?
0: Uh, 6.37? <laughs> <laughs> this continues to catch me off guard. It's time for rapid fire. All right, let's do this. For those of you who were not here, rapid fire is when I take one minute to ask Rachel as many questions as she can answer. And if you hear this noise, that means she got it right. And if you hear this noise, that means she got it wrong. Are you ready to spaghetti? I am ready to spaghetti. Let me just get the timer set up. And What's the proper way to dispose of AA batteries?
1: Throw them in the garbage if you live in an area where they accept battery garbage.
0: How thick is the average fingernail?
1: An eighth of a centimeter.
0: How thick is the average toenail? Uh, a seventh of a centimeter. What periodic elements is terracotta made out of? Oxygen carbon. What was the first color human used as a dye? Red. Can you get white and brown sugar from the same plant? Yes. What percentage of the world population is lactose intolerant? Like 75. What is the most widely used fabric? Cotton. What animal kingdom are earthworms from? Hmm. Worms. How many different Yoshi colors are there? Red, blue, yellow, green... We're out of time! There are probably more Yoshi colors than that, though. I th-
1: yeah, there's definitely also purple in some games.
0: Well, it's too late to answer any further. Okay. You know what we're gonna talk about now? I'm very excited, but why don't you tell me? We are talking about cattails, and for those of you who don't understand why we're so excited about this, it's because there is an absolutely delightful TikTok by, I think the person's name is It's Keys, and they sing about cattails and wanting to eat them because they look like corn dogs. So we're talking about
1: cattails the plant and not cattails. literal tails
0: of cats. No, please do not consume the tail of your cat. Can we play this video? Okay. Here is the audio clip without the visual. These are cattails. They're just fairly common water reeds, and they're not edible. But don't you think they ought to be? They've got stalks and these groupings of highly compressed seedlings that expand rapidly on impact, so they're not that good for eating. But even so, me want bite, me want plant corn dog delight, me want deep fried, me big water Twinkie nice. Isn't that great? It is so good. I love, that's probably my favorite TikTok, and I don't really use TikTok, so that's saying a lot. Yeah, same. Yeah. And... Without further ado, what are cattails exactly? The plant.
1: Well, it's a plant, and then, like, the, the brown part at the end holds all the seeds.
0: Kinda, yeah. This is, like, the encyclopedia definition I yoinked from the internet. They are a tall, reedy marsh plant found mainly in temperate and cold regions in the northern and southern hemispheres, The plants inhabit fresh to slightly brackish waters and are considered aquatic or semi-aquatic. They're technically considered a type of grass, kind of like how bamboo is a type of grass. Mm. And that could be a whole other episode. Didn't we do a bamboo episode? No, we did a panda propaganda episode. Right. Bamboo and reeds being types of grasses is like a whole other topic. Okay, yeah. How many different types of cattails are there? Uh species uh four time to get rebutted (laughs) (laughs) according to encyclopedia britannica there are at least 30 different types of cattails out there wow how do cattails pollinate they
1: have like a little flower at the end (laughs) kind of (laughs) yeah they have a little flower at the end and then every year when it's time to pollinate um the uh the male plants eventually like break open and like all the cotton seeds although it's not cotton but like all all the all the seed fluff flies around and then
0: um that fertilizes the female plants with the flowers good guess here's the weird thing about cattails there's actually both a male and female flower on one individual plant. Wow. The female part is like the thick hot dog part, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> that's the part that me want bite from, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the male part is like actually the stick part that pokes out from the hot dog. Oh. So once it's time to pollinate, the male part will shoot its goo, you know what I mean? Yeah. It'll shoot its goo, and gravity will bring the pollen down to the female plant to fertilize it. Then the male flower falls off, and the female flowers are mature usually by the fall. Oh. Yeah. How has cattail been used historically? Um, uh, like... For human processes? For humans specifically, what have humans done with cattails? Perhaps uh, make clothing? hmm
1: And people have
0: eaten them. We will get to the food part because that is, like, the main part of this episode that inspired this whole thing. But outside of food... There are actually a lot of different uses for cattail and I pulled a few examples. Oh, can't you use it as a medicine for something? You can. The cattail ashes and also like cattail goo is the only way I can really describe it are actually very good antiseptics and they're also good for like numbing toothaches. Oh. According to Native Tech, the root can be ground up into toothpaste, and the pollen makes a good hair conditioner if you're not allergic to it. Huh. Uh, cattail leaves can be dried and woven into baskets and mats. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those are all the examples I found. Um, now, time for the good part. Yeah. Are cattails edible? Can me actually take bite?
1: I see like I'm (laughs) tempted to say no I feel like in its raw form I feel like it's probably kind of toxic however I'm gonna say yes it is edible
0: so I was actually extremely surprised by what I found okay cattails are basically the walmarts of the plant kingdom almost every single part of them is edible okay so I was right yeah Yeah, uh, young cattail shoots and roots uh, are referred to as Cossack asparagus. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) and can be eaten by sautéing or stir-frying them, and apparently they kind of taste like cucumbers. Huh. The roots can be dried and ground down into flour, or they can be boiled to separate the starch from the root, and the starch can apparently be used as a cornstarch substitute. Oh. So if you're allergic to corn... Maybe look into this.
1: I'm, like, very tempted to go
0: out and, like... Harvest some cattail, right? Yeah. That keeps going, though. Wow. The pollen can be eaten. Mm-hmm. If you harvest the male flower before it can pollinate, the pollen can be mixed into in with, like, flour or cornstarch and, like, add extra protein and vitamin C to your meal. Wow. And, it, yeah, it keeps going. Going racial it list just goes on and on. If you can get to the female flower before it gets pollinated, you can prepare it like corn on the cob and eat it like corn on the cob. <laughs> Excuse me right Like imagine the crunch. The crunch like such a good crunch. but he okay now all that being said, here's the thing. if the female flower, the brown part, if that gets pollinated, you can no longer eat it. Is that what makes it fluffy? Yes. Whoa. <laughs> it's, not, it's not technically poisonous. You can eat it, but if you've watched the video, why can't you eat a mature female flowering cocktail? Because when you take a bite out of it, it explodes. That is exactly what happens. The highly compressed seedlings form in the female cattail flower once it's been pollinated. And it basically turns it into a fluffy, seedy time bomb because any amount of pressure will make the flower head explode into seeds and floof. So if you're doing a TikTok and you take a big hunk and bite out of a mature cattail flower, you're going to get a big hunk and mouthful of plant confetti.
1: Now, how do you know if it's mature or not?
0: It turns brown when it's mature.
1: Okay, so as long as it isn't brown yet, it's good. If it's green,
0: you can actually eat it. If it's brown, that's when it's in fluff mode. So
1: then like, I would imagine that this is a very short harvest season.
0: It is ready. I think the best time from what I read is in the spring. That's the thing yeah. with like most plants. You want to get them in the spring. Mm. They aren't Like, cattails aren't mature usually until fall, so you might be able to get some of the summer. I think that depends on where you live, though. How does, like, this whole maturing and fluffing thing help cattails from an evolutionary standpoint? Well,
1: because the fluff becomes so light and compact when it finally explodes, it can, like, like the wind picks it up very easily, and so it can be spread all over.
0: Yeah, and because, like, they're so, I don't want to say pressurized, but, like, basically the slightest gust of wind will prompt them to go kaboom, and so that really helps them sow their seeds, you know? So, like, is
1: that why in the Meadowlands at a certain time of year you just see fluff flying around everywhere?
0: Are there cattails in the Meadowlands? Oh, yeah. Then probably, There are other plants that use fluff to, like, spread their seeds, like dandelions. Yeah. But cattails could definitely be part of it. Interesting. Yeah. Final question. Can you make fabric out of cattail fluff? Yes. Kind of? But, yeah. It's still being experimented with. The Canadian Society for Bioengineering found that if you treat cattails with an aqueous alkaline solution, and I have no idea what that means, you can extract about 40 to 60% of the plant fiber. And apparently, cattail fiber behaves a lot like cotton.
1: I'm pretty sure aqueous alkaline solution just means water-based and alkaline instead of
0: acidic. You probably know more about science than I do at this point. Yeah. All in all though, I think we should be paying more attention to cattails. Me want bite. Me want plant corn dog delight. They are the Walmarts of the swamp. You can eat literally like any part of them so long as it's not been fertilized or something. You know what I mean? If you're ever in like a situation where you're at without food and you're outside all alone, consider the cattail. I will. That's all I got. All
1: right. Well, thank you for listening to this fine episode of Research Rebuttal Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Research Rebutt and on Instagram and Facebook at Research Rebuttal Podcast. You can email us topic suggestions at researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail.com. And um, I want to give a special shout out to our Canadian listeners. You all have outnumbered our United States listeners. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm not really sure how that happened. If you could just like drop us a DM or an email letting us know where you found us, that would actually help us out a whole lot and we can continue to like deliver some great content. I'm sorry, I guess that a lot of our content is United States based, um but I'm but what, like we're so happy that you're getting enjoyment out of this anyway.
0: We love Canada so much that we're going to start reaching out to the Canadian Citrus Council.
1: True, yeah. If you could give us the number to the Canadian Citrus Council so that maybe we can also get in touch with the American Citrus Council because I got to tell you, Canadian friends, the American Citrus Council owes us some money. Yeah,
0: we did a lot of sponsors for them and they have not paid us back.
1: So, yeah. Um, And anyone else, let us know if you've ever eaten cattail. Um, If you're gonna go out and do it, please send us videos. Don't eat the mature ones. Well, if you do eat the mature ones, especially send us videos of it (laughs) so we can watch it explode.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: And have you ever had to use an EpiPen? Are you okay? Let us know.
0: Well, that about does it. Alright. Bye! Bye! Um... We have to take a minute because i actually started a pokemon title. oh my god <laughs> i didn't know how long you were gonna take and i really need the 12k okay